When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you dating a narcissist? Maybe the person you're going out with might have some red flags. Maybe the person you're going out with, you're like, I'm not sure what to look for. Like, are you actually dating a narcissist? If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, and change. And we do that by founding Raw Motivations to be able to publicize this and to be able to help people understand about narcissism. We created the NARC app, N-A-R-C-A-P-P, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Community, the NARC app. And I'm also the guide in your 45-day clarity challenge, the Finding You after toxicity. If you like what you guys see here, please subscribe for more to be able to get updates, especially when we go live and interact on the channel. Well, you might be wondering, hey, I'm getting into a dating relationship and I don't know, is this person a narcissist? Are they not a narcissist? Like, how do I actually know? What are some of the signs? Well, I want to give you today nine different signs of ideas and thoughts and tips and tricks of like, hey, this might be someone that might have narcissistic tendencies. Just something to kind of like check out and something for you to get an idea of like maybe you might be dating a narcissist, okay? I want to give you some ideas with that. So as we know, getting into dating and especially in our society today can sometimes can be very toxic. You know, sometimes it can seem like extremely hard to be able to find people that actually are who they say they are. Because with a narcissist, it's very difficult to be able to come to the table and everybody comes to the table, narcissist or not, like put, trying to put their best foot forward, you know, trying to look the best, trying to appear the best, trying to make a good impression, all those things. The hard thing is when you're dealing with a narcissist, typically what's being put out there is not really the best foot forward. It's just a completely different person. And so as a result, you start to interact and fall in love with a person that you think is real, but in reality is not. Because in reality, they're putting forth something that's not actually backed up by a depth. Typically, that superficiality of what's actually being put out there. Okay? So here's a couple ones. We'll start off kind of with like the typical ones. Like these are the ones that we look for or that you normally talk about or see. And then we'll dive into some ones that might not be as well known. Okay? So easy one, self-focused. Okay? When you go on a date with this person, how does the conversation actually go? Like, who does it actually focus on? Like, what is actually happening there? You see, oftentimes dealing with a narcissist, the conversation will be all about them, especially if you're dealing with a overt narcissist. Like, it needs to be all about me. Like, your conversation doesn't really matter. It has to be all about me. It has to be about what I've done. It has to be about my accomplishments, some of which I don't even do. Like, it has to have all those different things, like, in there of, like, hey, it needs to be all about me. So you might find yourself, like, hey, this person's not asking questions about me. This person's not actually caring. Like, what's actually going on, okay? Because it's all about, the conversation goes all the way back around to them every single time, okay? Now, side note with that is that a lot of times is overt, with covert, there might be an aspect that you hear nothing about them and they're asking you a bunch of questions about you. At that point, you have to be careful of like how much do you reveal like early on because if you just dump your whole heart and soul out there, a lot of times that's when they pick up on the insecurities to be able to use it against you. So you have to have a rhythm of the conversation that's not all focused on them and is not all focused on you, just the information gathering, okay? 
also that's not just like one thing so like don't be like oh this one thing they're definitely narcissists like you need to see a pattern you need to see a pattern of behavior you need to see multiple red flags okay now second one past relationships i know a typical one that people appear like all my exes were crazy like they were just absolutely crazy my ex was actually you know i had like three exes that i think were probably narcissists like they were really really awful in xyz okay a, a huge aspect of that is is putting other people down after they've been with them and a lot of times saying hey they were crazy like all my exes were crazy is straight out of psychopath free like by jackson mckenzie like the idea of like they'll use that a lot of times of saying like these people were really crazy the cool thing is it identifies in that book it says either what was wrong with this person to keep getting with multiple crazy people or what did that person do to make all those people crazy okay so just think through that if you start seeing pieces of that what's actually going on sometimes with past relationships it seems like they can't even keep a relationship you know i've dated you know 15 people over the past five years you know like it's like there's just like a cycle Sometimes you'll see that in relationships. Sometimes you'll see that in jobs. Sometimes you'll see that in like multiple different aspects of like, wait a second, like this doesn't seem to be an actual person that can actually continue with one person. Sometimes not just saying, hey, they're all crazy. Sometimes it's like, hey, they were great in this area, but this, or you know, I'm glad you don't do this. And you start to bring out different aspects of triangulation and manipulation of like, you know what? I'm really glad that our relationship, we don't argue because the last relationship, man, they argued all the time. What it's doing is it's slowly programming you to let you know that, hey, you're not allowed to argue or disagree with this person because of the fact that you'll look like the ex and then that's bad for you because then you'll be the ex. It's slowly teaching you how to actually live. Okay. Uh, number three, over the top. Okay. Over the top, a lot of times like love bombing, you know, very lavish praise, you know, pumping you up, like super pumping you up of like, Hey, this feels like love, but this is, feels like excess. Like it's even extra more like lavish praise, lavish uh, affection, you know, a huge aspect that sometimes you'll see them spend like lots of money on you early on of like, Hey, like flowers, gifts, going different places. You'll be going different trips. You'll be getting different gifts. There's like this giant, like ramp up. Okay. And, and at times you'll see it and you'll have friends in your life. See it be like, wow, that seems like a little extra. Okay. And it's, it's the idea of like, I want to make sure as quick as possible to be able to give you as much stuff. So you start to either think this is my lifestyle and you're going to get this all the time, or you start to get addicted to me because of what I'm putting out, whether it's validation, attention, worth, anything like that. Okay. What that leads to a lot of times is number four, that it moves very, very fast. You would be very surprised of how many people have gotten from dating to married to engaged to moving in together, anything like that, super, super fast, like days, like weeks kind of thing of like, hey, we just met, we're getting married, or we just met, we just moved in together. We just met, like it just moves very, very fast. The reason why a lot of times it does that is so that you get hooked really fast. You fall in love with a version of a person that doesn't exist, but a fantasy that you'd rather adhere to than reality of what's actually happening because they're hiding that from you starting off, okay? So be very careful if you're in a relationship and you're like, this seems to be going way too fast. Let's pump the brakes. And when you pump the brakes on that relationship, they're like really getting frustrated, getting annoyed, getting inconvenienced, starting to play the victim of like, I can't believe you do this to me. Like a lot of times there is a backlash when you decide, hey, we're going to slow it down. Okay. So look out for that whenever it's happening. Okay. Look out for the backlash or the lack of backlash. And then they still get it anyways. Okay. That a lot of times is still manipulation through all that. Okay. So often it moves very fast. The other one is fake vulnerability. 
Now, I've talked about this in a couple of videos. Fake vulnerability is capitalizing on past trauma, especially distant past, to be able to justify the things that are happening in the present or to produce a victim mentality that makes you think that it's your job to fix them or help them overcome something that has happened in the past. That's what therapists are for. That's what people are for, to be able to help people process that. That's not the romantic partner's job to be able to work on that because all you're doing is you're investing a lot of times in a toxic person that's not willing to invest in themselves. There needs to be that distinction of like, hey, you have your stuff. You need to work on that. I have my stuff. I need to work on that. Let's work on that, and then we'll see what happens, okay? Also, a lot of times going into the dating field of like, how does this person actually take accountability? You know, you start to notice piece by piece, like they're not really owning different mistakes, not necessarily mistakes in the back in the past of like, hey, I was an awful person, but like mistakes they do now. Like, do they actually avoid accountability when it's something simple? Oftentimes when you see like little patterns of this, we start noticing like, wait a second, there's higher levels of accountability that we're avoiding, but we're just not catching it in the moment because we're either infatuated or because that person is lying really good and we don't see it. So look out for the small little glimpses. Going along with that, and then also moving very fast earlier, is the idea of not being good with boundaries. Narcissists as a whole hate boundaries, don't have boundaries for themselves, and hate your boundaries, oftentimes accusing you of limiting them. You're controlling me by your boundary. That's not how it works. You're protecting yourself by having a boundary. If the other person views it as being controlling, oftentimes that means they're feeling entitled to whatever you're controlling. You're controlling their access to how they abuse you. You're controlling how, how, how much shit that you're actually putting up with, okay? There's a difference. But oftentimes you'll have a narcissist that will flip it back on you and also that won't be good with boundaries. They will have no boundaries oftentimes, okay? And they'll also treat you like you have no boundaries. So you have to be careful of like, wait a second, I just said this, they passed it. Oh, I forgot, I didn't mean to, okay? They passed it again. Oh, like this is starting to become a pattern. So many times people in relationships, they kind of like excuse it away and they're like, oh, it's not that big a deal. They didn't mean to do it. Well, they meant to do it multiple times because they didn't stop what they were doing and they kept doing it. It's like sometimes people have like, well, it wasn't their intention to hurt me. Okay, it also wasn't their intention not to hurt you, which is why it keeps happening and you keep forgiving, thinking that it's gonna get better when they just don't care, okay? All right, uh, last two that we got here. No, they didn't like to be told no. If you're in a relationship with a narcissist and that person can't handle rejection as far as like, no, we're not gonna do this. No, I can't make time to do that. No, I have this in my schedule and it's still all about them. Like that is a big red flag. A lot of times we'll say like, hey, tell them no. Like find a situation where you're able to say no in good conscience and see how they respond. And a lot of times you'll see the entitlement, the pieces come out that's like, wait a second, like I need to get this, okay? Entitlement comes with that. Okay. Another one I found really interesting and that a client of mine was actually sharing when she was interacting with the other person, like one of the questions that she asked the other person in a dating relationship was asking the other person, what's your greatest weakness? Or what do you feel like is your greatest flaw? And the response in the moment was, you know, well, I just think I'm too caring. You know, I, I think I'm, uh, I'm too nice sometimes. Those aren't character flaws. But oftentimes we'll find with people with like narcissism and people with like high egos and things like that will struggle to be able to have that self-reflectiveness of like what is actually going on inside me? What do I need to work on? 
And so if you find someone that's like, hey, like they can't really identify something that's wrong or something that they need to work on or something that, you know, is bad in one sense, not even like bad, like, oh, you're awful, but like, hey, like I want to fix this. I want to get better or whatever it might be. Now, if you can't find someone who's actually able to be self-reflective, then there might be something as far as a red flag, maybe not narcissist, but maybe just someone who doesn't really care to work on themselves, grow, heal, change, and develop. So be careful of that. If you like what you see here, uh, please subscribe for more. We'd love to be able to have you in our community. Uh, if you want to interact with me to be able to talk through some of the stuff that you're seeing, some of the stuff you're dealing with, and just get another perspective, reach out at rawmotivations.com. Click on one-on-ones. We'd love to have a time to be able to work with you to help you in your healing journey.